Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Thrive Like a Parent podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about the difference between regulating internally versus regulating externally. And I'm going to start, of course, by explaining even what that is, because you may be like, what are you talking about external versus internal? I find that majority of humans somehow get into the pattern of learning how to regulate themselves on an external basis, which means they rely on everyone and everything else around them to give them permission as well as allow them to regulate their nervous system. I'll give you an example. So a lot of times we need validation from our partners or from our friends or from our families to let us know that it is okay to go do the thing, right? Go to the workout class or go to the book club even, or or go to, you know, a girl's weekend versus if we do it internally, okay, how do I feel right now, right? I feel like I need X, Y, Z. Okay, I'm going to go get that for myself. Okay, I'm going to go to the workout class this evening. Hey, partner, do you think you could watch the kids? Or like, hey, I need, right? I need to go work out this evening. I'm not doing well or whatever it is. I need you to watch the kids, okay? What happens, and we're going to go through each one. So first, let's talk about what happens when it's external, Okay, because this is where the real issue lies. And this is where I see, I would say probably 95% of my clients, they start out regulating on an external basis, which is why their regulation skills are not so great. When we regulate externally, we are either looking to our partner to support us into regulation. Let's say you're done for the day and you need your partner to take over with, I don't know, the kids or the to-do list or the dishes or the this or the that. And we then get frustrated when they don't see, like when they literally don't see the need, they don't pick up on it and that, and they don't do it naturally. We get so angry and frustrated and resentful towards our partners because like, hello, well, I I told you I'm exhausted. Hello, like you didn't see that I needed help. The problem is we didn't ask for it and then we didn't go take care of ourselves. We oftentimes 
truly do believe that our partners should be mind readers. On the outside of things, let's say your partner says, gosh, we really have to, we really have to like work on kind of tidying up the house. Like we really have to do a better job of like kind of staying on top of it. A lot of times the individuals who practice regulation externally, they will hear what their partner is saying and they will take that on. And then they will say, gosh, this is my fault. I'm not keeping the house clean enough. I need to do more. I must do better because what's happening is we are gaining. It's, it coincides with the emotional regulation piece of we are gaining our emotional self-worth. We are gaining that, that need for love and value through what other people are saying and doing. And therefore, we then need permission to then take care of ourselves because we are relying externally on everyone and everything else around us. And we can even rely on our regulation externally through our children. When we believe that they must be quiet, when we believe that they don't understand like that they've got to turn the TV down or that the, the toy is driving you nuts. Like, how do they not understand that? Of course they should understand that. I had a long day of work. Like, they've got to do this. When we don't recognize, they're not mind readers. They don't know what your brain and body needs. And again, oftentimes when we are regulating externally, those humans who come to me like this don't even know what they, they need. They don't even know how they're feeling. They don't even know that this is a regulation problem. They just feel frustrated and angry at everyone else around them because no one is doing what they're asking them to do, or no one is doing what they think they should do, or no one is thinking three steps ahead and supporting, you know, the human that we're talking about, right? No one is doing these things. And so resentment and anger builds up so heavily that we begin to explode on our kids rather than recognizing the needs of what we need sometime and taking care of ourselves. We also explode on our partners and get frustrated and angry that they're not seeing what's going on or that how could you think, like, how could you not know that? Like, how could you not, they don't know, like they just don't know. I find that the individuals who are externally regulating it's as if that human is in a sea of water and they are waving their hands around with tons of waves and white caps around them and they are just treading water and you can't do that forever. But what ends up happening is we're in the middle of the sea begging for a life raft. And every now and then someone gifts you a life raft and maybe it's your partner and so then you think, well, they should continue doing that. Like, okay, fine, that was one thing, but like, why can't you do that all the time? Externally, the individuals around you are not meant to satiate and take care of your nervous system. Can they support you? You bet. But can they fix and throw you a life raft? Every single time, all the time, 24-7? No. And the reason being is that A, it's not realistic, and B, they have their own nervous system to take care of. 
And the way that it works best is if individually we all take care of our own nervous system, but then when we do require support and we do know what we need, we request it and ask for it. What happens when we regulate internally? I think it's important to share, of course, as I always do, personal stories about me. I hands down transitioned from a life of regulating externally into a life of regulating internally. I know I've shared this story with you before and I've posted about this, but it is literally the best example I can give. And so often everyone says to me that I see myself in that story. So I'm going to tell it again. But I used to live for everyone else except for myself. I used to go to the grocery when it was convenient for Jonathan to take a nap while the kids were napping on the weekend. I would skip certain errands I needed to run in order to make it home faster. I would, it was just complete self-abandonment over and over and over and over and over. And I am someone who had a wonderful childhood. My trauma came later on in life. I do not feel that I had a traumatic childhood at all. And so these things can show up even if you haven't had childhood trauma. We tend to want to have people like us. We tend to want to have people think highly of us, even within our close family. I was in the market of taking care of everyone else. And I felt that that's what built my self-worth. And I felt if I just did this, I would be loved more. If I just did this, I would get back in return what I'm giving. If I just did this, then they'd finally say the thing or Jonathan would finally recognize this or whatever it was. That is never coming for you. It's never coming for you because those humans don't know you need it. When I started to internally regulate and say, how do I feel? How do I feel? How do I feel? You know, it always starts with how you feel. Pausing, checking in, how do you feel? I started to realize how I felt. But then the next step comes trusting how you feel. Sometimes it comes with ownership of the why, of like why you're feeling that way or like why you've been behaving in another form of like, running from task to task to task and like skipping and making your life harder to make other people's easier, but all in the process, putting yourself at the bottom of the totem pole. And as you begin to lean into your feelings and recognizing, okay, I'm not doing so hot or like, okay, I'm effing exhausted or like, okay, I need, or okay, I feel like all of those feelings if you can realize that internally your brain and body has everything it needs to take care of itself, when you begin to internally regulate your nervous system, when you begin to take responsibility for your own mental health, yourself, your actions, your behaviors, your regulation, when you begin to take care of that yourself, what will end up happening is you will release that story within your brain that you are worthy just by doing things for others. 
and putting yourself last because you'll be repatterning your brain to say, oh, wow, I did that. I gave that to myself and I did that and I gave that to myself because I'm so damn worthy of that. And that felt really good. And why can't I do that more often? Well, maybe I will. Maybe I should. If you feel frustrated and annoyed because your kids won't get in bed at night and the nighttime routine just goes on and on and on and on. And you're like, I've had it, like I'm done. And then it always ends that evening and you snapping and screaming and then you feel bad and all the different things. Maybe there's boundaries that aren't being set within that that need to happen prior to the screaming. And you may be listening to this like, oh no, I set boundaries. They just don't listen to my boundaries. This is where it is okay to own the boundaries, even if it's natural consequences, rules, things like that. There is so much within this day and age of gentle parenting and conscious parenting. That shit can still include boundaries and rules and natural, natural consequences like it can. But the point is, is that giving yourself what you need and listening into your feelings like I feel done. I'm on red. I need to be done for the night, right? I've read a book before. I can't remember the darn name of it, but this book was like, shoot, I cannot remember the name of it. But basically it was saying like these parents tried this method where they were like, you guys get to make your own rules. Like you decide when you go to bed, like you, you decide, but my door is shutting at, you know, eight o'clock. So good night. They said that they found their kids sleeping on the couch. They were up all night. And the, and they said, but you're getting up in the morning. So they woke the kid up and the kid had to go to school and the kid learned their own lesson. The kid put themselves to bed like super, super early, maybe one or two days after doing this because they were like, I'm zonked. I can't go to bed like this and I can't go to school. Your children will learn one way or another, whether it's through you giving them natural consequences or whether you trying some crazy thing like that, they will learn. They will learn, and it is so okay to enforce this because what most individuals who are externally regulating don't recognize is that you matter. You matter. Another thing I see with external regulation individuals is that when they finally Gosh, I hear from my clients so often, like, I don't know what I need. I don't know what I want. I don't know how to make a decision because they have relied so heavily externally on everyone else around them to tell them what to do, how to do it, what decisions to make that when it finally comes time to own their voice, they literally, it, they don't know. And I just say, it's okay not to know. This is where it's fun. This is the trial and error. This is where we lean into our feelings and think, okay, I know I have three hours off. How do I feel? I feel really tired. Okay, what what do you need? I don't know what I need. I only have three hours. Like, gosh, I could go do this and I could do this and this and this. And I don't know how I'll feel if I do this. And I don't know how I feel if I have to do that. Blah, 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 blah. Listen to the feelings. I feel tired. What would feel really good for you right now? And that's where we trial and error it out. Because as much as 
I would love to sit here and tell you this is exactly what you need to do to regulate. Flap your arms up and down and, you know, all this somatic training, all this somatic stuff. It's like, yes, it, it, it's phenomenal. Yes. Does it reset your vagus nerve? Yes. Does it all the things? But like how often, you know, I don't know if you've seen any of these reels. So you, you may be like, what are you talking about, Brooke? But how often do you have time to go into the freezer in the middle of a workday, find a damn popsicle, lick it and be like, oh, I'm just doing some somatic therapy right now. Like I don't have a popsicle in the freezer I can go grab right now. Yes. Can you shake it off? Sure. You see me dance my ass off all the time. There's things you can do. You can tap and you can this and you can that. But I find that the best way to learn how to internally regulate your nervous system is not necessarily through all these somatic things. It's through figuring out what feels good for you. And because it feels good for you and because you enjoy it, you're going to want to do it more, which means it will last for the rest of your life, which means you have made lifelong change because you are leaning in to taking care of your nervous system, taking care of yourself, taking care of your brain in the best way for you because it feels good for you. I'll give you a perfect example. Many, 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 many years ago, um, I'm talking like before we moved to Texas, before I had kids, I was in school for my entire life up through grad school. I never took time off. And then Jonathan and I got engaged. We got married in March. We graduated. Both of us graduated from our graduate programs in May. And we moved to New Orleans in June. We bought a house and I started a full-time job at Children's Hospital that summer, maybe July, who knows. Either way, it was boom, 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 boom. That was a really hard transition in my life. And so I was a married woman. I owned a house. I was a full-time employee. And like my life, I was like, what is this life? I've never lived this life. This is the craziest thing ever. So Jonathan and I went to therapy together and I was just really struggling at that time because I was trying to do everything and anything. It was just lots of external regulation. Our therapist said, who I, I have such respect for this guy. Like he was one of the best therapists I've ever had. Um, he said, I want you guys to do an exercise and I highly recommend you doing this for you and your family or you and your spouse. And you can both take turns doing it. It doesn't just have to be one person. He said that Jonathan was going to make dinner. He gave us the activity because I was like, I'm so exhausted. I sit in traffic, five o'clock traffic every single day from work for an hour to get home. And then I have to cook and I'm rushing to cook. It's like, I was just go, 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 going. And it was so hard just to get through that new transition of, of where we were in life. And so our therapist decided to give us the activity of Jonathan cooking dinner. And I remember the reason he wanted us to do it was so that I could relinquish control. But I also believe, and I tell my clients a lot these days, I want a lot of my external regulators to practice the art of receiving because it's effing hard. It's like really, really hard because you're not used to it. You're not used to like taking in the things around you. You're not used to taking in when someone is throwing you a life raft because it's never enough because you yourself don't ever feel satiated because you're constantly going and doing to, to get more. 
So he gave us this activity of Jonathan cooking the meal. This was hard. Like this was like really, really hard. All of a sudden after work, I found myself at the damn grocery because I needed a few things or like we needed a few things anyway. And I called Jonathan and I was like, hey, I'm at the grocery. Like, do you know what you're cooking tonight? Because I'm more than happy to just get it because I'm already here. And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like this, this is not, this was not how this was supposed to go. Like you're breaking the rules already, Brooke. And I was like, yeah, but like I'm here. So why don't I, let me just help you. I'll do it. Like, what do, what do you want? He was like, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. So like we talked through it and I helped him buy the groceries. Like I freaking failed the exercise. Then as he's cooking, he's like, do we, he's literally looking. I'm like, of course, of like looking over his shoulder, sitting at the table, but he's looking at recipes and he's like, do we have canola oil? I'm, he's cooking dinner. He's not cooking, a, baking a damn cake. I'm like, what do you need canola oil for? He's like the asparagus. I'm like, oh no. So then I get in there and I was like, we don't use canola oil for asparagus. We use olive oil. And I could not just sit back, release control, the art of receiving. Like I couldn't do any of it. And it was the most interesting experience. We like, we learned a lot from it, a lot from that experience. And Oftentimes, whether I have one of my clients be the receiver or whether I have one of my clients be, okay, I want you to plan the date. If you, with either one of those roles, are an external regulator, the receiver has a hard time receiving, just like I gave you that example of me. I had a real hard time receiving as well as relinquishing control. And the individual who's planning the date has really relied so much heavily externally on everyone else doing everything or planning everything that they really, that human has a hard time planning because they have a hard time making a decision because they are holding a lot of pressure on themselves to do the right thing or plan the right date. And it's a really awesome experience of like, no, I want you to plan what would feel good for you. You get to decide. With that dinner, Jonathan made the menu based off, yes, I helped him, unfortunately. So we really did fail. If he were to do it right, it would be, hmm, what do I feel like eating tonight? Okay, I really feel like eating this. I've never cooked this before. I have no effing idea how to do this, but like, I'll figure it out. I'll find some recipes and we'll make it work. Okay, here's my grocery list. And I would have just shown up to the party. I literally would have just shown up to the dinner table, canola oil and all, and been like, hmm, this is yum. I'm, I'm practicing the art of receiving. I'm practicing the art of receiving. I am not going to control this situation. And it's hard, but it demonstrates how strong these patterns are. Because if we've done certain things like this for years and years and years, or even decades, it shows our patterning of how strong that particular brain pattern is, as well as how uncomfortable it will be to shift that brain pattern. Because you can shift the brain pattern. It's just it's going to feel wildly uncomfortable to finally own your voice. It's going to feel wildly uncomfortable to finally, instead of self-neglecting yourself to, to take care of everyone else and at the same time try to externally regulate with all those around you who you are taking care of, it's extremely difficult to finally say, I'm not going to take care of you anymore because it's going to feel like you're doing something wrong. I'm actually going to start taking care of myself. What happens from that space when you finally do 
create those patterns to take care of yourself and regulate yourself internally, it's the world becomes so expansive. It's like the world is your oyster. That saying really truly does exist because you now know innately that you can handle the world. You can take care of yourself. You can support yourself. You've got you. And so often we don't learn that skill. We don't learn to support ourselves first and foremost because one human cannot fully take care of you because that means that they can't fully take care of themselves. I also think this comes up a lot with us as adults when we're releasing that relationship with our parents of how did that just drop off? Like where I'm on my own, like they're not taking care of me anymore. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in out in the world here to fend for myself. Like I got to do my own laundry and cooking and cleaning and this thing and thatting. And like, I now have my, a family of my own, but like, I still want to be nurtured as if I'm sick in bed and I want my parents to take care of me. And so we find tons of resentment and anger in many multiple different ways with our, our parents of how they're not showing up or the ways in which they're showing up as wrong or they're supporting you, but not in the way that you need, or they're taking care of your kids, but doing all the opposite things that you requested of them to do and not hold the boundaries that you hold within your home or whatever it is. And so the dynamic between you and your family members can even become strained when we are attempting to release that external regulation versus internal regulation piece and the why of got it. Like I understand it. Like I understand I want to be taken care of right now. I understand that I really need help. I understand that my parents are traveling the world and retired and doing their own thing. And I understand that they don't live in the same city. I understand like whatever it is for you releasing that requires you to then rely on yourself big time. And it's not so easy. But again, what you gain, what you gain from all of this, that internal regulation, you understand your brain and body. You understand what your body physically needs, what it dislikes, what it likes, what self-care will really support you. You'll understand if you're an introvert versus an extrovert, or if you like being around lots of crowds of people in a social setting, or you just prefer one-on-one conversation, or you like to get really deep in a conversation, or you just like doing surface level, or you really enjoy soul cycle, or you enjoy hot yoga, or you enjoy kickboxing or fishing or hunting or golfing or like, or, or journaling or like there's so, or knitting or like, I mean, gosh, the list of singing, like the list could go on and on and on and on and on. And all of those things are not just about quote extracurriculars or hobbies or like, those are the things that are going to support your nervous system and regulate your nervous system. Maybe you need a quiet room. Maybe you need earplugs. Maybe you need to hold stronger boundaries. Maybe you need, you know, Again, I could literally sit here for an entire hour and be like, have you tried this? Have you tried, like, maybe you could try this. Maybe you could try that. Maybe you could do this. Maybe you could do that. So the takeaway today is I want you to check in with yourself to see 
if you are, especially on an emotional level, or if you are externally emotionally regulating yourself, or if you are internally emotionally regulating yourself, and what are the steps you can take to shift that? And maybe dive deep into the why. Like, huh, why do I feel this way? Like, what has come up for me in my life? Like, what do I need? What do I want relationships in my life to look like? Is this something that I can give to myself? Does this feel scary? Am I capable of giving this to myself? Go down that rabbit hole and explore all of those different things. Because what's waiting for you on the other side is such freedom. Freedom from resentment and anger from your loved ones. Freedom for holding permission in everyone else's hands for your happiness and your mental health. Freedom from needing to feel worthy from others. And most importantly, regulating through someone else and other things externally. And so until next time, take care of yourself. XOXO, Dr. B.